The COVID-19 vaccine rollout, seen by many as the lifeline back to normality and the end of the pandemic, has over the last few months become a political win for some politicians and a disaster for others. Leaders of countries that put in early orders for the vaccine, such as the UK, Serbia and Israel, have been quick to try and gain credit for the successful rollout in their own countries, while EU leaders have been in much more difficult positions. The European Commission, headed by Ursula von der Leyen, insisted on an EU-wide vaccine order, arguing that the EU, by making one large order for its 750 million strong population, could get more preferable terms compared to 27 member states making smaller orders separately. This policy had the potential to be a big win for the European Union, giving it the opportunity to get the credit for ending the pandemic by being the one to provide the vaccine for the member states. The European Union would also be in a position to wield political power over national governments as it dished out the vaccine doses to each member state. Unfortunately for the Commission, this policy started to backfire from the beginning. EU bureaucracy was blamed for delaying the vaccine order, and then production issues delayed the vaccine rollout even further. Over three months after the vaccination programme started in the EU, little over 10% of their population has had the first dose. Meanwhile, the UK, which left the EU back in January 2020, has managed to give nearly 50% of its population their first dose. Also, Serbia, another non-EU European country, has managed to vaccinate over 20% of its population. The economic powerhouses of Germany and France are finding themselves left in the dust by other European countries which are not members of the EU. Not only other rich countries, like the UK, but more embarrassingly, by small countries such as Serbia. Not only has this led to accusations of incompetence against the Commission, more significantly, it has undermined the regularly used argument for the EU that a large bloc can wield more negotiating power. The situation risks invigorating new life into the Eurosceptic political movements in member states, which is an existential threat to the European project altogether. To improve the EU's own vaccine supply, they have threatened export bans out of the bloc, anchoring nations around the world, most of all the UK. To prevent vaccines from passing over the Irish border into the UK, the European Union triggered an emergency override provision within the Brexit withdrawal agreement, restricting movement over the Irish border, not only enraging the British, but also the Irish, leading to a humiliating U-turn. Each action they seemed to take led to more embarrassment for the Commission, only succeeding in highlighting Europe's vaccination problems. It has also led to threats of tit-for-tat against the European Union by the British. The rift between Britain and the EU in relation to vaccines so soon after Brexit has given their post-Brexit relationship a bad start. Bad will has spread among the British population against the EU, with a number of, number of the population supporting British membership of the bloc plummeting from 47 to just 39%, a major change in the context of the relative stability that has been seen on the issue since the Brexit referendum in 2016. Back in late December, both the UK and EU were hailing the success of the future relationship negotiations 
and the free trade agreement. There was hope that now the negotiating period was over, the relationship between the UK and the EU would improve. As Bible believers, we know that at the time of the end, Britain and the EU will not have close ties or be allies. In Ezekiel 38 verse 13, we see Tarshish, which is an ancient name for Britain, accusing the nations that come against Israel, which include the European bloc, of invading for selfish reasons, to appropriate wealth from Israel. Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? The relationship between the UK and the EU being difficult is exactly what we would expect to see based on this chapter. It may be that we are beginning to see the preparation for Armageddon. The pressure on the EU has been mounting further over recent weeks as member states have begun to break ranks and place their own independent orders for vaccines without consulting the EU Commission. Many of the Western countries producing vaccines already have orders going into 2023, meaning that many EU member states have placed their orders from Russia. Back in August 2020, when Putin unveiled the Sputnik vaccine to the world, it was met with ridicule. The vaccine had at that time undergone very little testing, and few countries were willing to grant it emergency authorization. It was hardly used even in Russia, but people are not laughing at it anymore. Since August, it has undergone a lot more testing, and for many, it is the only vaccine available to them. Western countries such as the United States and the UK are taking the lion's share of the vaccines they produce to vaccinate their own people first. Russia has taken a very different tactic. They are prioritising vaccine exports to other countries above their own domestic requirements. While Russia has only vaccinated around 5% of their population, they're exporting their vaccine to countries all over the world with much higher vaccination rates than, than themselves. Many have dubbed this policy vaccine diplomacy, accusing Russia of trying to win power from, uh, and influence um, in the rest of the world from their vaccine. Hungary was the first EU country to start using Sputnik back in January and quickly became one of the most vaccinated countries in the European Union at 21%, becoming the envy of many other members of the EU. Slovakia has followed suit since and put in an order for 4 million doses. Austria, the Czech Republic, are also in negotiation for supplies from Russia and now even France and Germany are beginning to consider it and come round to the idea of using Russia's vaccine. The European Commission is quickly finding itself left behind as the nation states move themselves from looking to the EU for vaccines to looking to Russia for their vaccines. Germany has urged the Commission to make a bulk purchase for the EU, while the European Medicine Agency is now working to approve Sputnik V. But not everyone in the EU is happy with the idea of the EU relying on Russia for vaccines. The Prime Minister of Lithuania, Ingra Simonti, tweeted that Sputnik V is a hybrid weapon Putin was using to divide and rule the EU. She also pointed out the fact that Russia was not vaccinating many in their own country. The CNN run, ran a headline that Europe's vaccination failure 
is a gift for Putin. And it went on to say that the crisis has handed Russia a golden opportunity to divide the bloc. If Putin comes in and saves the day for the EU, they will be indebted to Russia. Putin sees gaining influence in Europe and beyond a great, of greater value than anything he could gain by vaccinating his own population in Russia. Russia has the fifth highest number of COVID-19 cases worldwide. It desperately needs to vaccinate its own population. But Putin knows that once the pandemic is over, countries will remember how Russia helped them when it came to a crisis, while the West prioritised vaccinating their own. In Ezekiel 38, we see nations join with Russia to invade Israel. And the nations of the EU are included in this list of nations. So the vaccination crisis has forced a deeper rift between the UK and the EU and has now forced Europe into Russia's hands. These things bring us closer to that situation we expect to see in Ezekiel 38. Join us again next week for another edition of Bible in the News. <laughs>